It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. I'm Jay King from MassLive.com. Here today with Sam Jam Packard from the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took night classes. <laughs> that sounds even more ridiculous when I said it then as than when he said it during the pre-show. Um, anyway, we are here today to talk about the Celtics declining to pick up the fourth-year option on James Young. We are here to talk about Marcus Smart's return. He was back in practice. He declared that he will play Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls. And then we're going to end off the show with our Mystery Machine segment. Pick the, the five guys who deserve to go on Jalen Brown's mystery machine. So let's start with the James Young decision. Actually, before we start with the James Young decision, let's point out that you guys should should all subscribe to our show. Search for Locked On Celtics at iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, wherever else. Subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us you love us. And we're going we're gonna to give you daily shows Monday through Friday. Celtics all the time, so we're 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 the best Celtics podcast ever, and certainly the best Celtics podcast right now. I mean, there's there's no competition for us. Are there just, are there previous Celtic podcasts that are now defunct that could challenge us in that? I just I'm no. curious why you made the distinction between uh, ever and right now. Mostly because I wanted to just declare our superiority to everyone in existence that was that was the main reason for that but yeah so go subscribe to us give us those ratings and now to james young james young just beat out rj hunter for the 15th roster spot but the celtics declined to pick up his contract option for the 2017-18 season which isn't a huge surprise james young the, the the point here is that the Celtics don't want to commit long-term money to someone who may not be in their rotation. And even if it's $2.8 million, which is what James Young would have made if they had picked up his option, that's $2.8 million closer now that they are to opening maximum contract space this summer. It's It's going to be tough to open maximum contract space. Every dollar counts. And James Young just wasn't promising enough, I guess, for them to take 
the risk that they wouldn't be able to trade him next summer. Sam, are, are you surprised that they didn't pick up that option? No, not at all. This is a guy that Danny Ainge just said, this is the first time in life you've, you've ever earned something, and then <laughs> you're going to give that guy an, a, an extra year on his contract? He's like, I kind of see it as two issues. There's definitely the one, the, the cap space thing, and they're going to want to have max cap space, so there's not going to change or want to add any money to that. And with the new CBA, there could be some changes that kind of affect their cap spaces, like maybe the um, – 10-year max for like 35% goes down and uh, it's only eight years of service. There's a bunch of different rules that I don't know all the minutia of, but there is changing. So they're going to want to take as much uh, caution as possible in terms of having max cap cap space. But even if they weren't, even if they just had uh, all the room in the world and they were just like looking to add players, this is a guy who just needed this year to prove or to start working. There's just really no incentive to give him another contract this guy has to prove himself for this entire season that he's kind of worth that next contract. It would just be kind of a, an absurd decision just psychologically to reward James Young for uh, zero performance. Now, now, most of the time, teams do pick up the rookie year deals, and, and that's because guys are young. They, they can still improve. James Young is 21. He could still at some time prove himself worthy of being in an NBA rotation. He hasn't done that yet, though, and... In the Celtics situation, guys need to prove themselves quicker. We saw that with with R.J. Hunter, who was waived after his first professional season, one year after being a first-round pick. So Young hasn't proven enough through his two-plus years to be worthy of the $2.8 million. And and like you said, Sam, it's it's a big deal to – they obviously want to go after maximum cap space, whether that's to chase Gordon Hayward – Blake Griffin, whoever else, they want to have that space. And it's important to them to, to watch every single dollar. And that $2.8 million, they, they've shown, you know, it, it, if, if they could have traded James Young after this season, then they would have picked up that deal. But they, they showed this fall, they, they tried to trade James Young. They tried to trade either him or RJ Hunter. They offered those guys up for a second round pick and nobody bit the market for those guys just wasn't there and the Celtics weren't willing to risk that young would be an untradeable asset again at this time next year they weren't willing to 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 commit to that 2.8 million dollars when when they might have to actually keep that 2.8 million dollars or part with another asset like a second round pick to get rid of that money so this it's this is all about clearing cap space. This is all about having that maximum cap space. And as you said, Sam, changes in the CBA could impact what the Celtics do. You know, cap holds for guys like Kelly Olynyk could be could be higher according to to reports. So that that would that would change things. Cap hold so there there's a lot going on right now and the Celtics their their primary objective is to clear that cap space. And they also have two guys right now, two first-round picks who are developing overseas who will one day come to the Celtics. They have another lottery pick coming from the Brooklyn Nets. So there there will be plenty of young talent. There won't be a lot of roster spots unless there's huge overhaul. So James Young, sorry, man. You, you made the final roster this season, 
but the Celtics will not commit to you moving forward. And and that's a smart play because he's not he's not tradable. And without getting on the court this year, which it looks like he probably won't, at least for most of the season, he can't play himself to that point of becoming tradable. He's also a guy, like you said, Sam, he has never proven, except for the last like five weeks, guys, guys said, yeah, he's had five good weeks of work. Five weeks, man. He's been there for three. This is his third year. He should have been working a long time ago. So, I think the point you said about um, about Yabu and Ante Zizic and the, the Nets pick is is a good one because normally you keep around uh, this extension just because you want those rookie contracts um, on your roster because they have the most value. But with players like uh, Rozier and Jalen Brown and those three extra players that could be on the roster next year, there's really no reason to carry, what, six rookies. They're going to have the value in the rookie contract. So, again, for a guy who hasn't has improved himself, there's it's no reason. They, they gave rookie they gave um, Rozier the extension because clearly he's a – not an extension, but they picked up his option because clearly he's going to be a contributor. Um, but I don't see any way that uh, Young plays significant minutes and kind of the Celtics are going to be wishing that they picked up this option at this point. Yeah, the Celtics also picked up the option on Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier, which were no-brainers. If if a rookie is in the rotation, then he's earning his money. Rookie deals are bargains if a guy is in the rotation. It's it's just with guys like James Young, who d- didn't have any value, that's, that's why the Celtics decided, value around the league, I mean, that's why the Celtics decided to, to let him go or not let him go. It's possible they could sign him for a fourth year. They cannot do it for more than $2.8 million. And he will now be an unrestricted free agent after this coming season. Not a huge surprise. Anyway, uh, we'll get, we'll move on to players who are actually in the rotation now with Marcus smart, who is coming back Wednesday. He declared after his first practice back, which was today, Monday, we're recording this on Monday that, his ankle didn't hurt, bother him at all. He's called his ankle great. He said that last year at this time when he was coming back from an ankle injury, it still bothered him. He he did he hadn't completely gotten over it. It bothered him for for a while after he got back. Now he said it, he's not worried about that at all, which which is a really good sign. It, it was a minor ankle injury. So, what do you expect Marcus Smart to to bring the Celtics right away when he gets back Wednesday? Uh, buckets and gobs load of defensive intensity and just all-out crazy effort to do anything I, I he thought, can. I thought you were going to say three-pointers, lots of three-pointers. Uh, I hope he doesn't take any three-pointers, but uh, it's going to be – I think one of the major things it does, um, and not even talking about his effort on the court, uh, I know you want to talk about uh, turnovers later, but I think it really stabilizes the rotation. We saw in the preseason that Smart was the first guy off the bench in for um, Amir Johnson in most of the games. And in the, in the at least in the first three games, we've seen Stevens kind of change it up. Uh, experimented with Jalen Brown. It didn't really work. Um, not sure. Who, he went to uh, Gerald Green, I think, uh, in, in the game against Charlotte. Um, and it really just hasn't worked out at all for the second unit. So I think if you bring a, just a more competent player in there, uh, it's just going to bump everyone down one on the bench and just kind of just increase the play uh, of the entire team in general. Yeah, I would suspect that Gerald Green probably won't get minutes anymore. I, I think Jalen Brown has done more than Green has. I think Jalen Brown is 20. He is part of the future. 
if it's if it's close, if there's a tie there, then you should give the minutes to Jalen Brown because he's done at least as much as Green so far, and he's going to be part of your future. So I I, I would suspect Gerald Green's out of the rotation now that Marcus Smart's back. Smart's going to get a lot of minutes. One thing that the Celtics has been stood out about the Celtics over the first three games is they haven't forced a lot of turnovers. They they only forced twelve point three turnovers per game over their first three games, which is 26th in the NBA. Now, this is a defense that has tons of guys. Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Al Horford, and and now Smart. Smart, They will start forcing turnovers once Smart's back. They will force more turnovers. Um, Obviously, it's a small sample size so far, but those turnovers create easy offense, and they haven't had a lot of easy offense so far, which is part of the reason why I think it's so promising. They're currently third as we record this podcast in offense. They've done it all in the half court where really they, they stunk last year. Um, but yeah. but smart, smart, will, smart will help them get turnovers. I think he'll push Gerald Green out of the rotation. He might, his return might limit the minutes for Rozier and, and Green. Um, that bench has, has really not been good defensively they've given up a ton of points with that bench and and smart changes a lot of that so it's a big deal to have smart back yeah one of the things i'm more uh, excited for is kind of the the combo guard combination of smart and rosier we've seen rosier has clearly taken some steps and added to his game and he can play both off ball and um has done a little bit to kind of showcase himself in terms of being a playmaker but I think that the the two of them together, with both of them kind of being able to do a little bit of both, is going to be a, a really dynamic duo off the bench and really lift the entire second unit because there's just so much more they can do. They can both probably switch, and then Marcus Smart can switch onto much larger offenders. It just kind of opens up the I, the proverbial playbook for Brad Stevens in terms of what he's trying to do uh, with that second unit. So it's just it, – all-around good things should occur when Marcus Smart's on the court. And you're right about the turnovers. That was the Celtics' bread and butter last year and really the only way they scored any points. And there were a lot of times they were getting more than 20 turnovers a game, and that's how they were getting the easy offense. So I imagine like a ball hound uh, guy like Marcus Smart who really, this is Brad Stevens' favorite phrase, gets into the body of the offensive player. Um, I think it's going to be uh, good for the Celtics, and I imagine it, it's – there's no reason why he his return, unless he's in somehow inhibited by kind of that injured ankle, there's no reason his his return shouldn't boost the team. Yeah. And part of the reason why I think the, the, the first three games are more promising than they might look at first glance is because of the offense. You know, you, you finish number three without forcing a lot of turnovers, without or you're in number three without forcing a lot of turnovers, without getting all those easy transition buckets that, that spurred Last year's offense, which was mediocre, that that's really promising. So we'll see what happens with Smart. Obviously, obviously it's a big deal. Obviously, the defense will improve. It's big for the rebounding too. Right, the bench so far ha- has not had its two best players, Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk. That's left minutes for Tyler Zeller, who has not been very good, Gerald Green, who has not been very good, and part of the bench that's that's going to be, I think, a bit of an issue through through the season is just the youth you know J- Jalen Brown's a rookie rookies always always screw up defensively a lot Terry Rozier this is his first time in an NBA rotation he, he's another young guy 
who who hasn't you know played a lot of NBA defense. So those guys have a lot of defensive potential. One day I think both of them will be plus defenders. I'm not sure that day is now. So having Smart back just just a huge deal for for that that second unit, which which really hasn't been good so far. One guy who has been great so far, Avery Mother Bleep and Bradley. He was nominated for Player of the Week. Didn't get it. They gave it to some dude named LeBron James, who's pretty good at basketball. He's only won the award uh, 52 times before this, so. Only 50? That's a full year. That's outrageous. What do you think he does with all those uh, Player of the Week awards? I think he's handing them out tonight on Halloween just to the local children. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he should definitely do that. Um, Anyway, Jalen Brown. We started this the Mystery Machine segment because Jalen Brown, over the summer tweeted a picture of this a mystery machine like the scooby-doo mystery machine and said something about i think he said something about helping him pick who should go with him on the on the ride and so we decided to have this this weekly segment the mystery machine to decide which five celtics deserve to be on the mystery machine for one reason or another yeah, this so isn't Avery this... Bradley is is the first pick here. He has to be the first pick here. He's shooting sixty seven percent from threes. He's scoring twenty one point three points per game. He is suddenly a playmaker. He is leading the Celtics in rebounding. He is doing everything better than he did last season. So Avery Bradley, you have shotgun, my friend, in the mystery machine. He's picking uh whatever music's on, he's picking our location. Whenever he wants to stop for food, Avery Bradley is fully in charge of this Mr. Machine. And if he can stay this way the whole year, it's the spot's his just because that that kind of dynamic. Hold sport, on, you're, you're giving out a permanent spot on the Mystery Machine? A, a conditional permanent spot if Avery Bradley's going to average what, like 25 points a game and nine rebounds? Yeah, I think that's that's uh, grounds for permanent uh, permanent placement. All right, all right. I- I'm- I'm just saying he's he's performing well above expectations right now, and I want to I want to incentivize him to continue to do so. Going out on a limb here, saying that if Avery Bradley continues to shoot 67 percent from the three point arc and lead the Celtics in rebounding with almost nine per game, he will always be on the mystery machine. I think I, that's basically so. We're in agree. We agree. Yes. If, if he continues <laughs> those numbers, he can do whatever the hell he wants, man. All right, but that so that was the obvious one is is but who who do you have as your your second member in the mystery machine? It's 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 your your number two man. I, I I had the first pick. Now it goes to you. Oh well, then uh, obviously it's uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, he's been kind of a more consistent uh, offensive player. I would say the second most consistent offensive player. Isaiah's uh, done well, but Isaiah's done it in the classic uh, free throw fashion where he doesn't have these like kind of long scoring bursts. Um, but Jay Crowder, uh, especially in that, um, I think it was the Bulls game and the Nets game, his, he has gotten a, a very quick release and it seems more confident in his shot. And I, I can't really pick anybody from the bench right now because they're not playing well whatsoever. So he's, he's my next, next logical choice. I was going to say, we might have an all starting lineup mystery machine. I got, I got, a, I got a good one for you for the last pick though. I'm going to go with. Isaiah Thomas, because he is shooting 53%. His true shooting percentage is 63.1%. 
his usage rate has gone up. His production's gone up. 24.7 points per game, 6.7 assists per game, I believe. The guy, I mean, he had an all-star season last year, and his start, even better. He has, he's been great. And that Chicago game, he almost brought them back. The The Hornets game, he helped them stay ahead after Avery Bradley had that big fourth-quarter run. So Isaiah Thomas... Definitely on the mystery machine. That's you might have to make him sit, sit bitch, though, because <laughs> because he's so small. I don't think he can, can take up as much space. There, there will be weeks when we'll give him shotgun regardless. But I, I think this week, despite the number three pick, I think he's going to be in the bitch. Sorry, man. It's uh, it's it's just a matter of size. Uh, but what I, I'm curious about that usage statistic. That's only through three games and small sample size, obviously. But that's kind of interesting because you think the Celtics kind of thrive on on ball movement in this uh, kind of more motion offense, and you wouldn't really expect um, Isaiah's, I guess, usage to go up. Do you think that's a more product of him having to to be on the court more for maybe for like helping out the bench? Why do you think his usage rate is higher than uh, we've seen in the past? Well, usage rate is only during the time you're on the court. So that has nothing to do with it. Coach, uh, I, I was actually surprised his usage rate was that high. And it's it's almost the exact same. But it seems like he's trying to do less, but he's still doing more, if, if that makes sense. Like, he's, he's very willing to facilitate the offense, to let Al Horford, to run some of the offense through Al Horford. He, he's doing a really good job of that, I think. Horford has just really opened layers of their offense. Um, so that, that's been a big deal. And yeah, I, Isaiah, he's, he's just keeps getting better. Like Brad Stevens said today, we have two guys in our, their thirties in Amir Johnson. Actually, no, Amir's not even 30. It's Jarebka. No, Gerald Green and Amir and Al Horford are the only two guys in their thirties. Everyone else, is in their 20s and should keep getting better. And it looks like Isaiah Thomas might have gotten better, might have gotten more efficient. I, I thought playing with Al Horford would raise his efficiency, and so far, so good there. Make your free throws, though, Isaiah. Jeez, w- where did the, the missed free throws come from? I don't know. Every time Isaiah goes to the ground, and he he's kind of seems like he gets up and winces. I'm, all, I'm very, like, concerned about his, his wrist and just general injury because he is such a small man, because we are forcing him to ride bitch. It's just he's a fragile guy. He might need a car seat back there. I mean, he's so so fragile that he played all 82 games last year. Exactly. And all six <laughs> playoff games. So I, he's not fragile, but like he does his his wrist gets inflamed a lot. He gets some swelling in the left wrist. That's going to be an issue that that bothers him. He he falls all the time. He <laughs> When you're five foot nine and you go to the hoop, you are going to fall. And Isaiah certainly falls a lot. He he took a hard hit on his tailbone against Charlotte, but yeah, he's he'll have plenty of cushion. We'll give him like a pillow to sit on <laughs> in the the mystery machine so that he has a little more cushion. All right. So my next pick, you already mentioned him, uh, Al Horford. It has to be. Um, just because he's the only other starter, basically, and I'm not giving Amir Johnson uh, a spot in the mystery machine. I love the big dog, but if you're only playing 20 minutes a night uh, as a starter, you're not earning it for me. Horford's just been exactly kind of what we thought he would be. 
a great facilitator, kind of opening up the offense for everyone else. I think John was saying last night that he's the the guy who's given the most assists to Avery Bradley. It seems like just the with the attention he draws and the spacing he's able to provide, he's just getting better looks for the rest of his teammates, and that's exactly why you brought him in, and that's why he's coming on down to the Jalen Brown mystery machine. Okay, so what do we have four right now? Yeah, and I got I got the last pick for you. It's it's always a kind of a wild card. Oh, 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 coming in with two in a row. All right, go for it, man. You 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 want this pick real bad? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let me tell tell me who you would have gone with, and then I'll tell you why my answer is better. I, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to be ashamed that your answer is better. All right, my answer, first time appearance on the mis- uh, appearance on the mystery machine. He could also uh, sit bitch as well. It's Demetrius Jackson. Just because you uploaded that video of him doing those sweet dunks uh, from the post. And he's uh, basically as tall as I am. And just his lift was uh, downright inspiring. It made me want to put on some like weighted shoes and just go for a jog. Like If he can du- jump that high and just with that much ease, it was, it was great. It was great to see as a guy who's a similar height from him. And is also just wants, I just want to fly. I believe I can fly, but I, I know I can't do it. And Demetrius Jackson, because he inspires me, is yet in my last spot. All right. Demetrius Jackson goes on the mystery machine despite not playing at all he also, in an NBA game. He also does the cool um, points to his flexing bicep uh, celebration on the bench, uh, yeah. which is pretty badass. That is fantastic. I will say I'm a huge fan of the point to the bicep celebration. Uh, if you if you hadn't picked, I probably would have gone with Jalen Brown on his own mystery machine just because he's shown flashes every game. And his post game, I didn't know his post game was was so good. There was one play against Chicago. They, they dialed up low post play for Jalen Brown. Brad Stevens keeps feeding Jalen Brown in the post, by the way, which is a sign that they really believe in his post game. But he went left on, I think it was Doug McDermott. And it was so easy. Just ran right by him, went up, missed, actually missed the lefty dunk, but got it so easily. Very few people have the low post potential that Jalen Brown has. So very, very exciting to see all the layers of his game that he has. Obviously, he's really raw. Defense isn't there yet. Consistency not there yet. Jump shot not there yet. There's a lot that's not there yet. But that kid, he he would have been in my mystery machine over Demetrius Jackson. But shout out to Demetrius Jackson. He can dunk. Shout out also to us, the Locked On Celtics (laughs) podcast. Go go search for us. Follow us on Audio Boom, Stitcher, iTunes, however else you you follow podcasts. Subscribe to us, give us a rating, do all of that stuff. We're here Monday through Friday, giving you podcasts every day. And we're the greatest podcast ever. We're the greatest podcast right now that has ever covered the Celtics. So, yeah, follow us. And that's it. That's it for today's Locked On Celtics podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.